Hello, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. Here, we believe success is inevitable and everything is possible. On each episode, we get real about the entrepreneurial journey and look at what it means to lean into your intuition, feel in alignment with your business, have coffee with resistance, and trust in abundance. We answer the tough questions. How can we show up authentically in business, with integrity in relationships, deeply seeking in our spiritual practice, and with grace in motherhood and beyond? This podcast celebrates the anti-hustle, healing from toxic productivity, prioritizing rest, and discovering tools that will support both your healing and business growth journeys. Your time and energy are precious resources, so thank you for being here. Your presence is a gift, and your business is thanking you. Get ready to get real, get honest, and keep growing. Hello, and welcome back to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. If you're having a beautiful day wherever you are, Today's podcast is going to be about how we can fill up our own cups. And we hear this a lot, fill up your own cup first, and yet I know it can be really hard to actually embody that and take care of ourselves in the way we know we should be. And I'm really excited to have this conversation with Heather because she runs a retreat center. She's an entrepreneur, she is a healer, and also a mother. And so we're going to go all over the place, but it's going to be a journey of, I think, how can we, in the next 45 minutes, tune in and tap into those things that we can lean towards that are really going to make those like micro pivots, like those micro shifts into self-care and self-love. So Before we begin, I'd love to introduce you to Heather Anthony. She's a licensed therapist, healer, and co-founder of Hilton Head Island Retreats. She has worked in various therapeutic settings, including working with children, elder care, and a luxury rehab center for substance use disorder. It was at this center that she realized her purpose to create a healing experience for individuals in a preemptive manner. She realized her mission and God-given purpose is to share the wellness ideology and help individuals create balanced living with greater self-awareness. Today with Ayurveda guru Jackie Mahani, they created Hilton Head Island Retreats, luxury retreats to provide transformational time away for healing mind, body, and soul. She's dedicated to holding space for you to heal, experience radical acceptance, and come home to yourself. Her main priority is to make you feel seen and heard. Sounds pretty good. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. How are you? It's been a while since we've dropped in in a deeper way. Yeah, no, it's I'm doing well. It's so interesting. I mean, I've been alongside your journey for what, three years now. And it's just so crazy how, you know, our paths have intersect and also paralleled. So it's interesting, you know, we both became mothers recently and that takes a huge shift in the entrepreneurial role, right? Oh yeah. I think we're (laughs) both experiencing that shift in a major, major way. And I'm excited to talk to you more about 
just motherhood and how your job and who we are as people and spiritual human beings is really being amplified through motherhood because I feel like we're both having that experience as many moms do. But before we dive in, you know, I just want to say I've been following alongside your journey as well. And we met a few years ago. We had a strategy session. And since then, you've just grown and grown. And it's been so cool to see people honoring mind, body, and spirit and investing money in their own body, mind, spirit, self-care. And that's really exciting for me. And I know it's also something that is really hard for people to like wrap their heads around. There's a lot of guilt that comes with like prioritizing ourselves or going on a luxury retreat and that kind of stuff. And I know we're going to talk all about that. So before we do though, if there's any way for you to give us some context to what's going on in your life right now and anything that feels really important to share before we jump in. Yeah, certainly. So I am a licensed mental health therapist by trade. I worked in all different kinds of facilities, but it was always after a problem had been created, right? So we have traumas that happen in our lives, whether that be micro traumas, little t traumas, big t traumas. They vastly impact our well-being essentially. And if we don't deal with those correctly, oftentimes we'll turn to alcohol, drugs, food, various coping mechanisms, right? And I was tired of trying to fix the problem after it happened, right? I wanted to focus on helping people live in a more intentional way before resorting to some unhealthy coping mechanism, right? So that's the main reason why I started Hilton Head Island Retreats. It's funny because I had a retreat business a couple years ago and I had a baby. So I was like, at that time I was saying, you know what? I just want to step away from this because society tells you your mother, that's your main priority. It doesn't matter what else is going on. Focus on your baby. And so I listened to society rather than listening to my intuition And it's so interesting because the world comes back around full circle. Um, I consider it my God. He came and brought another opportunity to run retreats right in my lap when my baby was a year old. And it just really shows that this is my dharma and it has been all along. I was never meant to step away. And I kind of ditched my intuition to do what the world tells me to do rather than, you know, trying to find a way to balance both. We live in a world where we're supposed to be super mom. And there's all of these different priorities placed on us that were never our priorities in the begin with, right? For example, I'm told what type of laundry detergent my baby should use. My baby, for me, it doesn't matter what kind, you know? There's just so many, our mental space is filled with all of these different influences that cloud our intuition of who we should be as mothers. We were chosen to be that baby's mother specifically. And the only way that we can be the best mother is to deeply follow that intuition and nourish that connection with your baby. And you do that through self-care and wellness. Yeah. So let's talk more about self-care and wellness because – From what it seems like to me, 
from social media, people are really great at it. And I definitely feel like I have my tools, but what I feel like a lot of the time is everyone else is out there prioritizing self-care and for whatever reason, I feel guilty about it. And it just doesn't happen for me as easily or as naturally without feeling guilty or, you know, all of these things that come along with it. And the resistance is so strong. And what I want to unpack that I think is really important what you said is like before the problem happens because oftentimes I'm not going to make that pivot or shift or book the call or see their nutritionist or, you know, whatever it is, make another therapy appointment until I'm like at this place of no return. And around and around we go. And I think that's really a very common story of burnout that a lot of working moms have. And it's about, you know, just going, 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 crashing, booking the retreat, booking the massage, doing the thing, getting yourself better, and then like doing that all over again. And how we break that cycle because that's definitely my cycle. It's like I'm only going to book the retreat. I'm only going to do that thing when my body is like so had it with me that I have nothing else to do than like sit in a dark room and breathe. And how do we help show moms and just amazing humans out there in general that prioritizing ourselves before we get to that point is like so important from so many levels for adrenals, you know, stress, cortisol, all of that. But what is it like to work with people who are regularly filling up their cup? Like, do you notice a massive difference in people that are really prioritizing self-care and their mental health? Yeah, well, I really appreciate your authenticity because none of us are perfect at having this perfect self-care routine. It's constantly a balance and it's constantly a dance. And I love how you mentioned, you know, you feel guilty sometimes. And that is something I too struggled with, especially being an entrepreneur, startup. It's it's crazy. You know, all of your self-care routines are interrupted all the time, right? And it's interesting as healers, we're typically givers, right? We want to give, give, give. And givers and takers typically do not have any boundaries. So one thing I've really had to do is reframe self-care. So I'm not thinking of self-care as something that I am taking for myself as an indulgence, right? It's a gift that I am giving myself so that I am able to continue giving to others. Hmm. I love that reframe because it's almost about like receiving the gift that you're giving yourself. And that's like an energetic exchange right there in itself is like, I'm giving this to myself and I'm allowing myself to receive this. And I talk a lot about being the banks to your own river and how oftentimes we look outside ourselves and when we have like that structure or that self-care or that practice to then flow in, you know, being that masculine and feminine energy for ourselves is so important. And I love that paradox of like giving to receive. And also it's just a lot can get in the way of that, even when we're like, I know I want to prioritize this now. And so how can we like, 
let's talk about the importance of filling up our own cups first and why this is so important to you. I mean, it's definitely your mission to help people do this and you're leading people through this all the time. And so let's talk about that in our busiest time, how to fill up our own cups and continue to make that a priority, whether it's through booking a retreat or an afternoon yoga class. Yeah. So it's interesting. We typically look at ways to fill our own cup as this grand scheme, right? So like you said, booking a retreat, going to a yoga class, carving out time. Yes, those are important, but there's also small things you can do throughout the day, right? So something that has been really lost in the past few years because of COVID and you know AI and living in an automated world is micro interactions. And they have found, they've done all kinds of studies, but one thing has found that, you know, the level of micro interactions you have in a day is parallel or directly correlated with your level of happiness, right? So that looks like going to the grocery store line that actually has somebody working the register rather than just going to to your checkout. That looks like saying hi to the person in the street. The more opportunities you take to do small things like that, you are practicing in self-care and it's really not taking any more of your time. I also like to do things like habit stacking. So I like to go for a walk in the outdoors with my baby. So I'm spending time with her while also listening to a podcast. So I'm really just hitting three different pillars of wellness there, you know, environmental, bonding with my family, and then also intellectual. And then also, you know, there's things that we can do, like keep a consistent bedtime routine, turn off, turn down our lights after a certain time. So there's many things we can do to stay at a more optimal level of being, but it just takes some intention. And once you're able to understand some of those different tools and habits and tricks you can do, it's easier to fill that cup rather than pouring, pouring, pouring. Oh boy, I got to go to a retreat, fill it back up, right? Like I run retreat. I'm all for going to a retreat, right? But I want you to also not get to the point where your cup is empty. Mm. Yeah, I think that's so important. And I love those little micro moments where you can enhance your quality of life. That's something that I practice as often as I can, but it does require presence and it requires intention because you know, I'll come up here and I'll sit down and sometimes I'll have forgotten my water or my blanket and I just start working. Instead of just taking that time to go grab my water, like grab my blanket, like make sure I'm like really cozy, feeling in a really good space to like dive into this creative work. And I do notice when I make that intention of just in each moment finding an opportunity to just enhance the experience, breathe a little deeper. Like it's so easy. Sit up a little straighter. Relax your shoulders. Unclench your jaw. Like there's so much you can do in any given moment. And yet I also think, and I was talking to Robin on a previous podcast about this, that we've just gotten really used to suffering (laughs) and like feeling chronically sore or, you know, just having digestion stuff or whatever. And you know, I always say your business is only as healthy as you are. And when we can really check in and be like, have I had water today? How is my digestion? How is 
my mental health? How is my marriage? Like, how is my sleep? And all of these things are going to affect how we show up in the day. And again, like you were saying, it can be as simple as like, I haven't been closing my curtains all the way at night. I like like to see the moon. And I don't know, I'm just not somebody that needs super dark until I just realized it's like so important <laughs> for your circadian rhythm to have it be pitch black. And all I do now is just close the curtain and I'm sleeping. It's like just these little things, but the intention of filling up your cup has to be there. And it can just so easily be forgotten because we're such givers. And I think especially that's really heightened for me in motherhood. I was already putting a lot of things before my wellness But I think the big realization that happened for me is like I have a great self-care practice because I have to (laughs) in order to operate at the level that I'm operating at. And I realized that that was for all the wrong reasons. You know, like, yes, I do the yoga. Yes, I do the meditation. But it's like to keep going and to like stay at this level of survival. And just changing my intention is like, no, you need to meditate today because that's what you need, not because it's going to make you more productive or less anxious. It's just literally like being present with that practice. And even that mindset of just not doing it to be more productive, but just doing it because that's what it's okay. Like it it doesn't have to be in order to be more productive. That's why I meditate. Like that's why I'm taking a break because it actually may, like, no, there's no justification. It's okay. You know? Yeah, no, it's so easy to get for me. I'll get wrapped up and, you know, it's my to do list for today. I got to check that off. I did that. I did that. I did that. And I forget the whole point, the whole intention of why I am doing this. And I find that when I am not very much prioritizing giving myself the gift of self care or wellness, it's really hard to hear my intuition. It gets very, very cloudy. And that, you know, I take it back to motherhood and all of my relationships. If I am not able to be in a clear, intuitive, purposeful place myself, I can't show up as a good wife. I can't show up as a good mother. No matter what, if I'm using the perfect sleep schedule that I'm told to do. It doesn't matter if I'm not showing up as a person that has been centered, aligned, and nourished. Okay, guys, this episode with Heather has me feeling all the things about retreats and why I'm so obsessed with our body, mind, business retreats. This is the last call for our upcoming retreat in Baja. This is my annual body, mind, business retreat to sit in sacred ceremony with yourself and your business, November 5th through 11th. This is a week-long retreat designed to support you body, mind, and business. I've curated every day to inspire creativity, mindset shifts, and breakthroughs in both your personal and business worlds. This land, this place that we are visiting in Baja is so sacred to me. It's where my ideas come to life and where my soul comes to rest. I am sharing with you probably my biggest life hack ever in taking you here, especially when it comes to my teacher 
and Reiki master Allison Eaton. She'll be guiding and leading the yoga and meditation classes. And my team and I have a week of epic workshops planned. This will be the first time brand new content leading all of these workshops, writing sessions, rituals, and ceremonies, plus evening sound baths, beach bonfires, delicious meals, adventures, and more. This retreat is a special opportunity to connect deeply with what you want that next version of your life and your business to look like. I will hold the space for you to dream big and together we will design the next phase together. We're also going to have plenty of downtime. So we'll have pool hangs, rest, relaxation, looking for a transformational experience that has a little bit of everything. This is it. AuthenticAudience.co slash Baja dash 2023. DM me, email me. This is the last call. I think we have just two spots left and we've got your name on one of them. It would be my absolute honor to hold space for you in this way at our upcoming retreat. I'm so grateful for all the souls that are coming and it's going to be the most beautiful week in paradise. Baja is calling. Can we talk more about wellness and your pillars that you keep referring to? Because I feel like these could be really useful for people. And I like, are these your personal pillars of wellness? Like, how do we create these when you said family time versus intellectual? Like, I didn't consider that a pillar of wellness, but I'm like, it totally is. And especially for my husband. And like, what's the hierarchy of this? Is it personal? Yeah. So it's interesting you say that. I look at it from more of a Western approach. So considering more of a clinical psychology therapy kind of perspective, but there is, you know, the opposite side of the spectrum, which is an Eastern approach. And, you know, we're talking Ayurveda, things like that. They have their own pillars. I personally, you know, kind of... What are your pillars? (laughs) Yeah, I divide them into emotional, physical, occupational, financial, social, spiritual, intellectual, and environmental. So there's eight, right? And when you say financial, you're like, okay, what does that even mean, right? In terms of self-care. And it really looks like treating money in a way that is respectful to yourself, right? So you're not getting yourself in debt. You're not spending frivolously. You're not spending as a coping mechanism because you had a bad day at work. Occupational, you know, you're looking at your balance, your work-life balance. If you are hitting all of these pillars and filling the spectrum in a productive way on all of these pillars, you really will find yourself in a more aligned and fulfilled manner. Mm. I know it's so fun. You know, there's always this like post-retreat high that my attendees experience where this like aligned manner that you're talking about is like clicked on. And for the, you know, month or two or three following this retreat, there's your self-care routine and, you know, it's there and you sort of find yourself and when we can, for me personally, like I I do want to talk to, you know, the power of self-care is so important, but for me, really taking that time and going on retreat with other people who are also committed to nothing other than like body, mind, spirit, self-care is 
a pretty magical experience if you've never been on one. And I've been on and co-hosted and been a part of, you know, actually hundreds at this point. And I find that every single one is so sacred in the timing and who shows up and why. And it's just this like magic that I've been unable to replicate in any other way other than like a week in sacred ceremony with other people that are committed to the same thing. And that high that happens when you leave, it's like you find yourself, you find your why, you quiet the noise, and there's other people cheering you along in your own healing and in your own wellness journey. And how we keep that going is really, I think, what you're talking about because that's possible all the time. And I always find like people are like, you know, after the retreat, I launched the program and I got a hundred signups or like all this happened. And I'm like, yeah, because you were in alignment, like the energy was there. It's not really about anything else than that. And I just wish more people understood that on a level where they could embody it. Because when we do choose to take the space and time to embody self-care and quiet and peace and presence and what it is we really need and want and desire for ourselves in these pillars, it's just so much easier to attract. <laughs> yeah, certainly. And I love that you call it the magic of a retreat. The, it really does feel like magic. The energy that is shared through – in psychology, they call it a shared experience, which is kind of self, self-describing, right? But the universality – being able to vulnerably express yourself in an authentic manner and be accepted in that level of manner as well. It is the most freeing and liberating and re-inspiring feeling I can imagine. And something like that really is only created when you're sharing a vulnerable space such as a retreat. And it just allows you to feel radical acceptance, which is one of my own missions is to be able to provide that radical acceptance. Um, But I also need all of the people that are meant to be at that retreat at the exact same time to make that even happen. Totally. Um, I know. It's like, I totally feel that. Can we unpack radical acceptance a little bit more? Because I'm not sure if I even feel this for myself. And I'd love to hear what comes up for people around this and what you mean by this mission and talk to me more about it. Yeah. So when I say radical acceptance, I mean, I'm going to go back to the fact that I live in the deep South. I live on a little island in South Carolina. And with that, I think that the deep South is a more judgmental place compared to, you know, California, for example. And when I say radical acceptance, I'm talking about making no judgment of knowing what is best for you, knowing that you know what's best for you. What you're going through in an exact moment is what my God, what I consider my God is purposefully has for you in your life, right? So when I say radically acceptance, I'm talking no bias about anything that you could say or do and honoring the experience that you are currently having. Because it's exactly where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I think we all need that reminder, especially for me. And I think that's something I'm working on. It's like 
just accepting exactly where we are in this moment is exactly where we're meant to be and the lesson that's here for us and the gift and the challenge and everything that comes from this moment. And I think that that's, you know, one thing you and I definitely align on is like our own spiritual practices and, you know, we're both healers in our own way and now moms. And I'm really intrigued to talk to you about just the idea that you shared around not listening to your intuition and feeling that guilt around staying home or being with or prioritizing being a mom because I'm really feeling that right now. And and it's like for the first time in my life, I want to be in two places at once. And it's not actually that I would rather you know, obviously I'd rather be with my daughter, but I love my business and I love my clients and I love this part of my life. And I feel like as a new mom, there's so many parts of myself that I'm grieving and no longer resonating with and letting go. But I still very much love the part of me who loves business and marketing and strategy and healing, intuitive work, writing, speaking, like there's so much that I want to create. And yet I feel that nobody else can make her as happy, as safe, as comfortable, as loved as me, because obviously I'm her mom. And one thing that I've been sitting with is, well, that's okay. Like she's with her grandma. She's with her dad. She's with her nanny. They're amazing people. Like she's so lucky to get to have these relationships and these experiences. But I felt more torn and just, I don't know, confused and lost in that area than ever before. And I didn't take a break. And then I almost felt guilty and resentful about that. And so it's just either way, it's such a an emotional journey having like a baby in the absolute peak. of my career and how we work through that. And I'd love for you to share more of your experience with that. Yeah. So you're certainly not alone. You know, I, I have felt very similar within my journey of motherhood. And I think that it's kind of a universal experience to, you know, new mothers, first time moms. It's just the expectations that are placed on us as mothers that, typically are not (laughs) unrealistic and not even true. And I think that it's hard to differentiate between all of these expectations placed on us if they're really what my baby even needs, right? And it's, it's crazy. No wonder postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression are so high as first time moms because we're taking in all of this information about what we should be doing constantly. And most of the time, it's not even what is best for our baby. And I say that reluctantly because, yes, there is great advice. And there's a beautiful thing of learning from people that have walked this road before you. But there's also a place for your own intuition about what is best for your baby. And it's, it's hard because we are told that as a mother, your child should be your main priority. And my, my child is my main priority. Definitely. But you can have more than one purpose. 
-hmm. you know, there's that dichotomy. It's I can be a good mother and I can be a good businesswoman. And for me personally, I thought that I was only going to be a mother. And then God brought back to me and said, no, I have called you for two different things. I have brought this into your life and I need you to to accept it, to move forward with it. And I know that I will never be fulfilled as a woman or as a person if I do not follow my calling of being a healer, of doing business. You know, I will always be a little less version or I guess a lot less version of myself if I do not follow my calling as well. So it's hard because sometimes that looks like working on a website while holding my baby or throwing the ball for him. And it's just, it's a different pressure that you di- that I didn't have before becoming a mom and my husband doesn't have either. And so that shows specifically that it is a society judgment or expectation that's placed on us that we're allowing to interfere with us. Totally agree. And I think one thing that I want to name that feels important is when you said that it's not even necessarily what's right for our baby. And that was a big lesson for me because we just have this idea or this expectation of what is right. And my girl is an introvert. Like she needs to be put down in her crib and needs to work it out. And I'm actually distracting to her when she's trying to fall asleep. But that's just so counterintuitive to what we're told. And thank goodness for experts and, you know, people supporting our unique parenting journeys. I worked with a sleep expert who has been on this podcast and she was just so supportive of like our unique experience. We were co-sleepers and had done contact naps up until we decided to have her sleep in her crib and how she supported us through that process. She really learned Kepi. She really learned her uniqueness, which actually gave me permission to just learn her and to just tap into her. And that was so awesome as a mom to like get that sovereignty and autonomy back and be like, wait, wait, wait. She actually thrives when she's out of the house with my mom. You know what I mean? Like she grows. She comes back like light year. Like she leaps in all these areas when it would be like otherwise she'd be home with me. And I'm just seeing her thrive in all of these unique ways because I'm just letting her guide the show. And I think honestly with her, every child is different, but she needs that space and independence from me and from us. And it was just so funny from a young age when we were working with the sleep expert, she just did a couple things and she's like, oh, she's super independent. And I was like, what? Babies can be independent at like seven months old, really? And then I started noticing, wow, she really is and giving her more space. And like even this morning, she was across the room. She's like getting her own sort of power. And it's so beautiful to see. And she crawled as far away from me as she has, which is, you know, across the room. And I just watched this little being figuring out her own limitations and how, what a gift that is to just like let her guide 
but it's been really tough because there's just a lot of noise and it gets even louder when our careers are involved and then, you know, feeling that we have two purposes and that being okay. And I think that's just going back to the paradox of like, we can be both. It's always both. And how we walk through that with grace and compassion for ourselves is a big thing. And I know the postpartum experience is different for everyone, but I feel so deep in it at 11 months postpartum. I'm not sure about you because you're about a year ahead of me, right? But my friends are all saying around two years, and I just didn't expect to feel this different. And I think if those out there listening, all I can say is, if you haven't experienced becoming a mother going through birth, it's like you can't go back to the way it was, but you don't know who you're becoming. And I think that's where I am right now. There's a lot of talk on going back to our bodies or going back to how we were in our 20s or life before kids. Everyone talks about life before kids. But I don't want to go back to life before kids, but I'm also terrified of where we're going because we don't know and how we can find that grace is just something I'm working on right now. What advice would you give, you know, moms or just anyone having this moment of like walking through something and following their own purpose? And it's challenging. Yeah. So it's interesting that you say that and, you know, it's, it's so hard. You said the idea of going back to how it was before you had a baby. And I personally, I just left my baby to go to Mexico for a week. And I was so afraid. I didn't want to admit it to anyone. And I don't think I've admitted it to anyone yet, but I was so afraid I would get there and realize, you know, I like this life more before without a baby, you know? that was the furthest thing that, <laughs> that happened. You know, if anything, it made me realize that I love my life with my baby more than anything. And I have been forever changed. And sometimes our memory will fool us when we're in the trenches of, wow, this is so hard. I wish I could just take a nap how I could before. And if you know me and you know that my life revolves around my baby. I mean, everything is revolving around my baby, but I also think it's important and normal to, to acknowledge that sometimes we do have those doubts of like, what if I'm happier without my baby? Right. And I just experienced firsthand that, that absolutely is not true for me. And it's just interesting to continue to move forward on the path of motherhood when every day is an uncertainty, but it is certainly better than the day before. And it keeps getting better and keeps getting better. And it's a new learning experience, but it's just light years away from where I was before I had a baby, you know, having a purpose. Yes, my my job and my career does give me a purpose, but nothing compared to like what it is being a mother or being with my baby. And that's not for everyone. You know, some people aren't called to be mothers. But for me, I mean, if I'm looking at it in my priorities, of course, my baby is number one and my my healing journey to help other people is number two. But that doesn't mean that they can't both be incredibly important to mm. me. 
Thank you for sharing that and for being so honest with your experience. And I think, like you said, it's different for everyone. And I love hearing different experiences. And for me too, it's like there's definitely no going back. Like this is the best thing and the scariest thing because you named it. It's the uncertainty and it's the unknown of what lies ahead. But having that trust because every day since then has been better and better. So knowing that okay, if we're just looking at that, then it means it's just going to get better. And I think that's my prayer for people who are struggling to prioritize self-care and whatever it is, if you're exhausted from being a new parent or going through your own experience transition in your life, that it's temporary. And I'm in a place now where my self-care routine is coming back. And I'm feeling better every day. And just not that long ago, I was in a place where I was like, maybe this is just my life now. And I said, you know, like, and like, it felt like Everest. It felt like Everest. And you just start taking those steps to fill up your own cup. And I'm just grateful for you and the little reminders that you shared because it feels doable for people. So yeah, I'm just excited for you and your new business. I'd love for you to share just a little bit more about how we can find you if we are called to work with you and come on retreat with you. Give us the give us the goods. Yeah, certainly. So we do host luxury retreats over on Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. We host, you know, three-night, four-day retreats, including uh, sunrise yoga, personal development workshops, all the goods, Reiki, massage, everything you can imagine or want in a retreat. We have it for you, and we also have a a very uh, concierge service to give you the best experience that will help your healing journey. So I'd love if you guys could come join us. Um, You can find us online at hhislandretreats.com or you can find us on Facebook at Hilton Head Island Retreats. I also love your list. I love your emails. So make sure you jump on their email list as well. I'm just such a big fan of hearing from the people that I'm invested in supporting. So this was such a sweet conversation and so just like a pick-me-up. This was self-care in the middle of my day was remembering Yeah, just how important the work is I'm doing as a mom and that that's enough. But this purpose and drive I have for my business is also okay. And I think that's the balance I'm trying to find. And so for those of you along for the ride with me, I know it's been kind of like roller coaster of a few episodes. Clearly something's going on. I'm going to do a tell all very soon, but I'm just grateful for for you all being here and Heather, grateful for you and our connection in motherhood and in business. Certainly. Yeah. And my prayer for all is to just take, you know, one thing, if that's all you can do today, one little thing to start filling up your cup and then just keep adding them on as you are able to. Hmm. Thank you so much for everyone listening. This was such a beautiful one and such a simple reminder. So Thank you guys always. And until next time, keep growing.